We have a chat today with CK Snarks from BTC Media. We talk about how he got into Bitcoin and how he found himself in the position he's in today. And I get to pick his brain and ask him just loads of questions all about the Bitcoin 2020 conference because I am so jacked about it. This is a crypto economy chat. So let's get into it. Man, all right, good. Feels good. I'm relaxed. I got my drink. We're ready to go. We got you here. CK, welcome to the show, man. It is good to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me, Guy. Uh, this is quite an honor. I'm a big fan and avid listener of your podcast. Awesome, awesome. Um, good to hear. Good to hear. I, I love doing all this reading and uh, uh, it's just it's just so exciting that everything is happening in Bitcoin right now. I feel like I'm getting I'm getting antsy again. Like uh, I feel like shit's getting crazy. And uh, yeah, I can, I can how many days till the happening? Uh, 81, 81. I saw last. Uh, so it's yes. right around the corner, right around the corner. And I could count on you to have that off the top of your head. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, first off, for anybody who I mean, I'm sure most people know who you are you've been around this space for a long time uh but i'd actually like to <laughs> iffy iffy um uh i'm curious give give us just a rundown of your background uh tell us who you are who, who is ck snarks yeah so I'm, I'm just a bitcoin pleb been around since 2017 <laughs> so definitely have not been around for a long time but Really, you only got in at two thousand. I feel. I feel like you've been around. I guess. I guess it's been a long time since twenty seventeen. Now, yeah. I mean, it's uh, twenty twenty. So that's yeah. that's three years. God, it feels like it was yesterday. But yeah, so uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, Bitcoin's price is its best. Par- is its best marketing. So, <laughs> I, I was. I was just primed for Bitcoin at the time of my life. I was really into personal finance, playing the credit card game. Uh, just trying to like master, master life, master money, uh, young youth, just, you know, w- working and hustling. So uh, <laughs> Bitcoin fell in my lap and it just, it just seems so obvious almost immediately. Um, I can't say that, you know, I didn't try to like trade shit coins uh, during the mania, but we all went there. <laughs> it really didn't take very much time for me to really kind of go all Bitcoin. And I have to give some shout outs. I have to shout out to uh, Ansel Lindner, I have to shout out to Tone Vays, uh, Jimmy Song, like those are some of the early guys. You know, I, I, I just kind of had a feeling like that blockchain was too good to be true, you know, in May, June of 2017. So I just started Googling uh, negatives, op- negative opinions, blockchain or bad blockchain, like just, you know, very simple things. And uh, they're pot, you know, uh, I think it was first as Tone Vays uh, crypto scam and from there, you know, I went down that rabbit hole and discovered Ansel Lindner and a lot of the other like great Bitcoiners. I've had the pleasure of getting to meet since then. Uh, but I'm just really thankful that uh, I was able to hear contradicting voices to the the unicorn mania back in 2017 <laughs> and set me straight, set me on the on, on the Bitcoin path. That's awesome that you actually just went hunting for that. That uh, I've, I always love um, uh, hunting for an opinion that supposedly defeats or like a perspective that goes 
purposefully against mine because I always felt that um, uh, it only makes sense to actually fall on a perspective if you've basically defeated all of the other ones. And very few people actually go hunting for something that is like against what the, the position that they're already holding or whatever. So I love that you just like went Google is like, all right, what sucks about blockchain? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it wasn't even a position I had. It's just there's like, you know, mid 2017, there's just so much blockchain hype. Yeah. I yeah. just, I needed a file. I was like, if everyone's so hyped about it, like there must be something wrong. Um, and <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't that hard. Like, thankfully, there's people actually like talking about it. Um, and I, I, I'm eternally grateful to them for kind of at least making me uh, an early skeptic and early maximalist. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so when did you, so if you only got in at 2017, how did you get in with BTC media? How'd you, how'd you get over there so quickly? You like, you seem to be like just taking charge of things. And suddenly I was talking to CK about all sorts of crap. Yeah. So, for, okay. Quick background, guys. I work for BTC Media, the company behind Bitcoin 2020, BitcoinMagazine.com, and the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network. I mean, dude, I'm I'm just so incredibly blessed. Here's kind of my timeline for crypto. Okay. Um, around June, July is when I like really took a serious look at Bitcoin. Before then, like throughout the years, like the word Bitcoin has flown over my head, but I just never paid attention to it. But June, July, 2017, a good friend of mine was like, yo, have you heard of Bitcoin? And I was making a long drive and I binged every episode of Laura Shin up until that point on that drive. <laughs> when I got home that night, bought $300 of Bitcoin, bought $100 of Ether, bought like $20 of Litecoin, pretty much everything that was on Coinbase. Um, and that, that was the beginning. And then from there, I was just working a software sales job here in the San Francisco area, and it sucked, but paid well, and just <laughs> grinding away. But I, I, like, I was immediately obsessed. Like, I was, it, it, was it, it, it really did not take long for me to just like completely be like, I need to be in Bitcoin. Like, it really happened overnight. Um, <laughs> so I kind of just kept working my job, kept buying Bitcoin throughout 2017. And then two weeks before Christmas, I, I quit my job. So oh, I quit my job. Nope. Yeah. Top oh, of the man. two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> but I'm going to figure out how to get into Bitcoin. And my birthday is in January. I'm a bad obsex uh, doc to myself <laughs> a little bit. But I asked my parents like, yo, like I want to go to this conference in Miami, Miami <laughs> Bitcoin conference. Can you buy me the conference tickets for, for, my, for my birthday? They were like five hundred dollars, so it was quite a hefty conference, quite a, quite a hefty Christmas or uh, birthday gift. So I appreciate them for that. And then I go to North American Bitcoin, uh, January twenty eighteen, which is just the peak of the peak of mania, just the maximum hysteria. Uh, there's banana coin pop ups, like there's like the worst <laughs> of the worst. Yeah, just like you could not like this is. The Bitcoin or the North American shitcoin conference, not the North American Bitcoin conference. <laughs> but I'm there and so is the BTC media team. And I'm pretty much just walking around trying to get a job in crypto. Whatever that means. <laughs> Getting a job in crypto. And uh, was just lucky enough. I had a connection with the then CRO. His name was Bryce. And I said, San Francisco obsessed with Bitcoin. He was like, here's my card. Give me a call. And uh, mid-February 2018, 
working for B2C Media and have been there ever since. Wow, that's awesome. Dude, I kind of hate you. I kind of I hate that you like got in so quickly. It took me it so long to, to try to get. It was meant to be. It's meant to be. That's awesome. Um, I have so- to give myself props though. I, I had balls. I was just like, you went out. You, excuse you my it. language, but I was like, fuck this job. Like, this is my <laughs> dream. Let's go. And thankfully, I was obsessed with personal finance. So I had money to afford myself a couple months to like figure it out. So yeah. uh, blessed, but put myself in position for sure. Yeah. yeah but you, you got lucky because you set the stage to be lucky. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, Bitcoin's about uh, you know personal responsibility, so it's Laying never forget that. Yep. Exactly. So, what all do you do with BTC Media? All, all I really know is that, like, I talk to you whenever I have a problem or want to ask some BTC Media related question. Uh, what's the what's your official role over there? Man, so uh, when I got hired on, I was hired on as like a salesperson. So moved from software sales to doing media sales at BTC Media. Uh, So selling ads on the website, selling ads on the podcast, selling ads and sponsorships for events. Uh, For the most part, event sponsorships, like that's the big moneymaker for most media companies, Mm -hmm. Coindesk included, but that's a big uh, moneymaker for us. So it's really important to have that big annual event. So uh, when I first started with BTC Media, we were coming down for 2017. We had not gone Bitcoin only. We had a lot more blockchain, multi-coin assets, and we're still uh, you know, supporting a lot of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I was selling for conferences called Distributed 2018 and Distributed Healthcare 2018 and stuff like that. Oh, so. Man. Not the most fun, but it, it was still fun. Like the cool thing about a media company is you have an opportunity to talk to everyone in crypto, like talk yeah. to every company, you know? So mm-hmm. like my Rolodex is insane <laughs> just, just because <laughs> of like the fact that I'm a salesperson at a Bitcoin media company. But mm-hmm. uh, in 2019, we, we went full Bitcoin. So we stopped, we, we just said that Bitcoin magazine was like, we're a company of Bitcoiners. Yeah. Internally, we were like, I'm sure you've heard David Bailey interviews. Like, he is very, very bullish on Bitcoin and very much a Bitcoin maximalist and a Bitcoin OG. Um, and he understands like what this space is all about. And he just, we saw an opportunity that there was no media company. Every media company had gone multi coin essentially. Yeah. Like, there was really nothing. Like, the only thing that was like, like not even Bitcoin maximalist, but just Bitcoin or like loving on bitcoin as like a core ethos like there was no one doing that yeah. um, so we just saw that opportunity to do that we already had aaron van wordham who's making absolutely incredible bitcoin content on our platform dude that guy's fire we just we just decided to ho- yeah oh he's the best and uh, i mean he's the impotence for why we work with you now so um <laughs> thank you to aaron for all, all you do he's he's a bitcoin historian really yeah seriously um, but yeah, so we, we went Bitcoin only. Uh, I kept doing events. So Bitcoin 2019, I'm like one of 10 people that made that happen. Bitcoin 2020, uh, we got about you know, tw- 15 people making that happen. Uh, I'm a big part of that team making that happen. We're going to talk about all the good stuff happening at Bitcoin 2020 later on. Uh, but I'm actually, and for those of you who you know, are big into podcasts, I do a podcast called POV Crypto. 
which is like the Bitcoin versus Ethereum podcast. Um, so I'm <laughs> actually moving into it. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a good time. Oh yeah, there's there's some but, great uh, episodes of that show. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we we try to keep it interesting. Like, I think I have some nuanced views on on uh, on altcoins, at least from a Bitcoin perspective. So uh, you know, and it, it's it's just not a lot of agreeing. It's a lot more like uh, you know, uh, knife sharpening and and kind of just like trying to have the best argument one over the other guy. It's it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, I yeah, highly so, recommend that one, particularly if you want to attack the. There, there's so many good like little debates and like points in that that y'all go at. That's that's one of my favorite things about that show because it's not it's specifically it's specifically two perspectives always, you know, like just just rolling. So, um, yeah, I definitely have enjoyed uh, a number of episodes that you guys have put out. So, kudos there. Yeah, thank you, Guy. Uh, that means a lot coming from you. But uh, yeah, so I've been actually delving a lot into podcasts. And after Bitcoin 2020, I'll be, I'll be taking over our podcast content um, and strategy um, as my main role. So again, very blessed to get to, you know, got into podcasting just out of the passion. And now uh, I'm about to get paid to podcast full time, which is going to be incredible. Dude, congrats, man. That's, that's amazing. Um, so question um what are before we get into the conference because i got like a million things i want to ask about it but just in the general sense of bitcoin lightning network whatever it is um liquidity like the finance and uh how it's kind of growing in the the financial ecosystem what are you most excited about right now like like what really like what's what's the heart of What's happening in Bitcoin that you think is really going to drive us into that that next bull run, I guess? Or not necessarily not necessarily the bull run, but that next like key thing that that really pushes Bitcoin to a next to a new stage. Yeah. I mean, this is a tough question. It is, I think there's kind of two questions, right? So the first question is what's going to bring us to the next level in terms of price appreciation. And the other one is kind of like, what do I think is like the big thing that yeah. is important for Bitcoin? Yeah. So I guess, you know, I'm, I have to preface this saying that I'm not an expert. I'm just i uh, I'm just a pleb that likes Bitcoin a lot and <laughs> listens to a lot of guys swan and uh, am lucky enough to just work in Bitcoin all the time and, and rub shoulders with a bunch of geniuses. But uh, if I had to say anything from, uh, from like looking at what is going to be important for Bitcoin, in, especially in a price perspective moving forward, it's really this digital gold and Bitcoin is an opt-out narrative. Like from what I see, that is the narrative that is most with the zeitgeist and most just timely. And it just makes sense. Like that, like the, the, it just makes sense to a wide swath of people. And you're seeing that narrative get pushed around a lot you know, outside of just the crypto sphere nowadays. And it, it's very intriguing. Like I was recently watching the Mark Yusko uh, interview on CNBC and it's just it's exactly right. mind blowing. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just mind blowing what they're talking about on these television screens. Like the narrative is so potent. Um, yep. So I think we just got to double, triple down on digital gold. Like that is, that is the 20, that is the next four years. Like that is, that's taking us to the next level. Um, and once we're there, then uh, different things open up. 
Mm-hmm. If I've talked about what gets me about Bitcoin, it's like, what are the implications of hard money? Like that is what gets me the most excited. Like the, the Bitcoin fixes this meme is very high level and maybe it can seem too grand, but at the same time it's like, what's the implications of taking money away from government? What's the implications of changing people's everyday like interactions with money in general? Like, I, I think that people do not, our people underestimate like this idea of Bitcoin changes us and then Bitcoin's mass adoption via price appreciation, how that's going to change society on a mass scale. Like, yeah. I think that that's something that is really, really underappreciated. And I was supposed to publish an article last month and I have not just because I'm a oh. newbie writer and Fail. I need to work on it. <laughs> but the article is, is, is called the value of Bitcoin are the values of Bitcoin. And this idea of like, Ooh, like the values time. that are delivered through Bitcoin's monetary policy um, and that those values being adopted through mass adoption of hard money, like that is exactly what the world needs right now. Like yeah. in this world of overconsumption of it, believe if you believe in global warming or not, like just taxing the planet, whatever you want to call that, like Bitcoin is the opposite of that. Like Bitcoin yeah. delivers yeah. the opposite of that through its monetary policy, because it's the opposite of the Fed. It's the opposite of, of money printing and soft money and everything that the current system uh, embodies. Yeah, I can't remember who uh, tweeted it out, but somebody was talking about it. Somebody did like one of those uh, uh, like enlightenment memes with like you have like the stages or whatever. And it's like uh, uh, Bitcoin uh, uh, uses proof of work to secure the chain. Um, uh, Bitcoin is going to cause, uh, you know, overconsumption of energy, et cetera, et cetera. But then like the super enlightenment one was, um, Bitcoin creates the most perfect incentives for extreme levels, the most extreme levels of efficiency we've ever seen. It will, it will basically end the waste of energy everywhere. Um, and, uh, I love that. like, I love that concept of how powerful the incentives are and the narrative, just like you talked about, uh, Mark, uh, is it Yusko? Yusko, is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, on CNBC yeah, recently. And numerous times that they have brought this up is how strong that narrative is of like, this is the, the truly independent, like can't touch this asset that's out there and that it holds that role. Um, and it is still that role in everyone's minds that, that in, the, in the face of enormous debts and imbalance, Bitcoin is a safe haven. Regardless of its volatility, the asset itself is a global permissionless like, existence. Like it, it just, it's just there. And there is always some degree of an escape valve that we can take. And like you said, whether or not you believe in climate change, whether or not you think the government should do this or that, like we're, we're kind of in this age of, I've been describing it, um, and I, I think it's very pertinent. Like it seems to become more and more relevant the more I kind of dig into this idea that we're kind of in this age of disillusionment where all of our narratives are sort of breaking down. We're kind of losing trust in that, that that single totem that we can all kind of agree on, on like what the world is or what we should be, what direction we should be moving toward. And Bitcoin fulfills such an important role in 
allowing people to fall back on something that is independent. It doesn't require us to, to consolidate all these narratives that kind of are breaking apart, like particularly in like the political sense that now we have this global digital safe haven asset that allows us to just store some value there and not really care what everybody thinks. And then we can sort it out when the, kind of the smoke clears. Um, and I love that narrative. I think that's, that's one of the things that even though I'm like so excited about the lightning network and what we can do with like layer two and you know, layer three, all these new technologies coming to Bitcoin, I think just alone, the proof of its independence makes it a $10 trillion asset. And it doesn't matter how many transactions we can do on it. Like it is unbelievable powerful as it sits right now. And we are grossly undervaluing that. Yeah, I think people are definitely grossly undervaluing it. And I'm actually kind of curious. And then like, of course, I'm interested in the tech stuff and like the transaction stuff. But I just think that the like focusing on the money and the monetary policy, like that is the the game changing revolution. And that's yeah. really what I'm here for. Yes. Yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Same question. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Fully agree right there. Sound money. I think is going to change. In fact, I, the, the read I did today is actually called uh, uh, How Decentralization Dies. And it's kind of an exploration of uh, past decentralized protocols, BitTorrent, Napster, you know, Nutella, those sorts of things. And how what they did is they forced concessions on like the, the major corporate entities of the day and the major industries. Can you give me one second? I'm sorry, someone's ringing yeah, no my problem. doorbell. Okay, uh, let me, uh, I'll grab a drink, actually, and yeah. we'll meet Remember what here. you're thinking. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take this opportunity for a break and hit our sponsor real quick, and we will jump back in. Dude, this guy is, like, nonstop ringing the doorbell, like, four or five times in a row. I'm like, oh I'm God. not coming. I'm not coming. What are you doing? What are you doing as a Jehovah's Witness? You bet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I really apologize about the interruptions. I'm no so worries. Sorry. No worries, man. I was, I was worried that my dogs were going to be the five interruptions of this show, so now I just get to give you shit about it later. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's still three o'clock here, so people are still active. <laughs> yeah, yeah. World is still alive. Um, all right, so uh, what was I talking about? So it was... You're talking about the recent read. Yes. Uh, and how decentralized dies. Yeah, yep. it was about how like BitTorrent and um, Napster and these other protocols uh, basically forced a concession from like the legacy giants from the, the media copyright and the digital rights management that they refused to adjust to this new reality. And then in doing so, it was just a, a, a vast transformation of the entire industry. And how we consumed media in every single way. And um, those things were made possible by the fundamental, like we think of like BitTorrent as the thing that forced the transformation. We think of like Napster as the thing that forced music to adjust. And really it's TCPIP. It's the underlying protocol of the internet that made those two technologies possible, which forced all communication industries, the publishing, the movies, film, and television, uh, music, all, all media and communication has been completely wiped out. I mean, like we're talking over something that didn't exist just a couple of years ago. 
We met essentially over social media, all of these completely new platforms that have transformed everything. And I think Bitcoin is going to do that to the world of value. And just the fact that it is a secure, independent, sound money, even leave alone the fact that it is essentially an inter a new internet that we get to explore, just that alone is such a profound change to the, the foundations of uh, basically our society today or our economy today. That in combined with all of the new use cases, all of these things that are going to be possible, these, these assets and secure relationships that we'll be able to do across whatever jurisdiction, that all of those things won't matter and they'll start to fall away. I, I think this is, this is the second stage of the internet just consuming everything. Um, and I'm, I'm utterly fascinated by it. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's anything... Every time I have any vague interest in anything else, it's just like, how could this be anywhere near as important as Bitcoin? And I go back and I read another thing and publish another episode because it's just the most important thing in the world right now. And it just blows my mind. So yeah, sound money. That's, that's the answer. Like, yeah, I think it's going to change everything. You talking about how TCIP really just transformed everything in a matter of, and in a matter of years really reminds me of Bitcoin Tina's thesis. And that's actually the, <laughs> yeah. first, the first piece of content that I put out with Bitcoin Magazine officially as a content creator for them is uh, the first two parts of Bitcoin Tina on Bitcoin. And his whole thesis is that he's actually a boomer and he, you know, he, he's from a, <laughs> another generation. and He's yeah. seen kind of like the evolution of cell phones and the internet and all this stuff. And he was like, you guys have no idea you know, the rep, you know, Bitcoin is an exponential technology on top of an exponential technology. Like this is going to move so fast and it's just going to disrupt the, like everything so quickly. You have no idea. Um, and I, at first it sounds crazy, but you listen to it enough and you're like, damn, he's right. <laughs> yeah. You wonder, you wonder how much is being underestimated sometimes. Like the more you dig into it, the more you see that he's right. And that how much we are missing, how much more could change that, like it just touches everything. Money is the foundation of society. It's, it's the foundation of economic cooperation, which is what society is. Um, and to change that, nothing is untouched. Um, it's just fascinating. Can there, be a, can there be a Spotify for Bitcoin? No. You know what I'm saying by that? You mean yeah. like something that essentially, uh, wait, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean in the sense of Spotify? Like in the sense that it draws away from like music piracy and it basically solves the problem or, yeah. okay. So can, that's what you mean. Can governments get their shit together? Like save it and thinks they might. Uh, I think they will out of sheer survival. Um, but no, I don't think it will be a Spotify situation. I think it will be, um, that will be in regards to some sort of service that Bitcoin enables, but just in the same way that um, AT&T, like the AT&T monopoly, there was nothing that they could concede um, or no, there was no new feature or thing that they could implement on the AT&T network that would make the internet not happen. Um, yes, you can concede that to Napster, but no, you cannot concede that to TCP IP and no central banks uh, 
I think it's fundamentally at odds that um, uh, Bitcoin is not something that can be conceded because it is unique among innovations. It's not something that a financial service or a bank could just be like, all right, let me do this. And then it will, it will be the same thing. It just won't. So no, that's my opinion. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. It has been said. <laughs> um, and by the way, kudos to uh, you guys and Bitcoin Magazine. I was so jacked when y'all announced that like, y'all are going full Bitcoin again. I was, like, I was like, yes, these guys know it. These guys get it. They are here for the long haul. And I was super jacked. I retweeted that like twice. I unretweeted it and retweeted it again. Just so. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we're a small team. We're like 25 people, but like every single person on the team is a Bitcoiner. Yeah. Our sales team has four people on it right now. Mm -hmm. Every single person runs a full node. Like, like this is, a, this is like Bitcoiners <laughs> with venture funding to, to make cool events and write articles about Bitcoin, make podcasts about Bitcoin. So we're a company about evangelizing Bitcoin. That is what we're about. So, I mean, I'm blessed. I seriously am. Like, I can't, I can't get over it every day. That's funny. So probably, probably finally saying no to, uh, to shit coins was just like a relief off y'all's shoulders that y'all didn't have to deal with that crap anymore. It's like, all right, let's get, let's get back to business and do this right. Seriously, seriously. And what was born out of that was Bitcoin 2019, which I think was an absolutely amazing event. And Dude, that was, was just because we're like drop distributed. Like this is just a weight on our shoulders. Like we want to be about Bitcoin. Yeah. Dude, I, I absolutely love Bitcoin 2019. Like that, that was the one that got me into the like, all right, I have to go to like every one of these now. Like, like I, I went from like, oh, maybe I'll get to do a conference every now and then to be like, I have to do like every major conference. I have to be there. And like, this is my thing now, you know? Um, <clears throat> I was so, I, God, I had so much fun. Um, speaking of. Bitcoin, Bitcoin Twitter in real life. <laughs> that's exactly right dude i was i was meeting everybody's people need to walk around with shirts with their twitter avatar so that i know who people are i can't tell you how many conversations i would just get into somebody we'd be talking for like 20 minutes and then they'd be like oh yeah i'm like this on twitter i'd be like oh shit i know you what's up everyone knows who you are right oh yeah sure yeah 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 i'm super famous <laughs> oh man uh so I am curious about this. Um, maybe you don't even have an answer to the fact that you guys were like super excited. But why did you guys choose to do Bitcoin 2020 so quickly after 2019? Like and prior to the halving and stuff. So David Bailey is really, really good at timing the price. Okay. <laughs> Case in point, Bitcoin 2019 was on the very local top when we hit 14K. Yep. And that was just absolutely unbelievable. But I, I think he just had, like, he, it was his call. He just had a gut feeling. He was like, I want it to be at the end of March. And I mean, right, historically, a like a month before the halving is really when, like, the maximum, like, yes. whatever halving speculation is happening uh, pre halving. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if the price is going up a lot during the conference, that would be awesome. That's for yes. sure. Yeah, no, I, uh, it, it's funny. That was my immediate thought is that like when I noticed when it was, I was like, oh man, that is like right before the halving and, and, and 
like historically what we end up doing is um in fact i think twice in a row we basically had a rough hundred percent move in a period of like a month um prior and then it crashes leading into the having where everybody gets overhyped and then you know sells the news so to speak um, exactly i was like man this is a this is probably a really good time to do it like people are gonna be crazy hyped up while we're at the conference this year um that's what we want <laughs> that's right that's right um uh, so, yeah what, what is the what are you most excited about this year for bitcoin 2020 that's different from last year because last year was last year was big like that's still still the biggest conference i've been to but from everything i hear this this year is going to be a lot bigger um so what are you most excited about like what are y'all most focused on that you're like all right this is different and this is happening bitcoin 2020 and there's a lot like <laughs> last year's event was kind of like the beta like we just never okay. done it before uh, this is this. We're gonna use the exact same venue as last year. We it was SVN mm -hmm. West, which is like, it's essentially like this mat. Like I'm gonna call it a massive warehouse. It's it's way cooler than a massive warehouse. It's just a massive venue. It's not connected to a hotel. It like, the the walls are just massive concrete and white, and we can do whatever we want to them. Like it really gives us an amazing amount of optionality. Mm -hmm. So last year, you know, we kind of feeling it up. Like this is an, an insider story, but we had a floor plan and then three weeks before the conference, the executives walked through the venue and were like, no, we're not doing that floor plan. <laughs> we're changing oh, the floor no. plan. So that gave us a mini heart attack last year. But now like we've had the same floor plan the entire time. Like we just know <laughs> the space really well. We know the, the, the owners of the space and we've negotiated better terms with them and more freedom and just... We, we, we can really use the space to its maximum potential. And there's a lot of potential at SVN West. Um, the, it's a bigger name. So now people like are, mm -hmm. have a lot of anticipation. We're going to have twice as many people. Like we've, we already have Oof. more than last year. And there's still 34 days until the conference. And historically, like people wait to the last minute and then they FOMO by. That's just yeah. how it goes. You, yeah. you did the exact, that you did that exact thing last year. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you not wait till the very last minute and then FOMO bot? It was, so. it was three days. It was three days prior. Like I, You're I, the uh, worst of them. But. <laughs> <laughs> I called Brady up and I was like, dude, he, he like, I wondered if he was like joking about it too. He's like, man, if you need a place to stay, you can crash with us. And I messaged him like, the, like literally like 48 hours. I, scram I scrounged together. I scrambled to get a, a plane ticket and the Bitcoin 2019 ticket. And then I messaged Brady and I was like, hey, dude, so I'm going to take you up on that offer and I'm going to hold you to it. You got a place for me to sleep on the floor. And he was like, dude, get the hell over here, man. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, I'm super no, glad I did. It was. Super glad I did. I was so jacked. Mm. But yeah, so because everyone has to do that and give us a heart attack and give themselves heart attacks. <laughs> we're feeling really good about, uh, about where we are with ticket sales. Like we're going to sell out. So next, like this year, if, if you're a guy and it's three days before the conference, like there's going to be no tickets. So <laughs> make sure you get those tickets. Now it's going to save you a heart attack and, uh, at least a hundred dollars or however many Satoshis that is. Seriously, seriously. Get those, get those tickets, guys. Um, 
this is going to be crazy. Um, and you, you also said, um, when we were chatting a couple of days ago, you said that the, a new, y'all opened up the bottom floor. Is that right? Like, cause like, so yeah, give me, give me the breakdown. I, I kind of half remember, but kind of give me the rough outline of how this looks. Cause there's three floors, correct? There's the bottom one that wasn't used last year. And then the second one was kind of like the secondary, um, uh, speakers and like hangout area and then the main venue and the area outside upstairs um okay yeah so we should put a, a map on the website but yeah there's yes, a lot to this definitely. venue yes there's three floors uh really th- i'm just gonna walk through the experience of walking into bitcoin 2020 mm-hmm. so it's off of mission street and 12th street so you're gonna get dropped off in front of 12th street and there's gonna just be a massive like big uh what's what's the word just uh like sign that's just like overhead (laughs) and it's just gonna have like all the sponsors and bitcoin 2020 written on it and then like there's gonna be like four or five lines there and people are gonna be checking in and then once you enter there's like a big walkway essentially we're just like fencing off the entire street um you may be familiar with the street last year that's where you queued up to get inside but it was not fenced off or permitted off and it was not super fun but it's way more fun this year we're cleaning it up and like everyone's going to just walk in and um that whole area is going to be where the food is so there's going to be a bunch of picnic tables set up there's i don't know if there's going to be food trucks on day one but they'll like there's gonna be food trucks for lunch so there's gonna be food trucks just set up like all the way all the way down the street uh the street will be fenced off and then there's gonna be like cornhole and a bunch of games and like stuff like that, just in that whole area. And we're calling that the Bitcoin block party. Hell yeah. And then you, so there's just an outdoor hangout space out on the street. You make a right into the venue and then there's going to be kind of like two places to go. There's a ramp that's going to go up to that second floor, which guy mentioned, and there's going to be a stage on there. That's going to be our main content stage. Or you can keep walking straight and then that's going to be the exhibitor hall. So we're going to have 50 plus of your favorite Bitcoin companies there. If you, if you heard of it, they're most likely going to have a booth there. So you can meet the team. You can hear about their services. Everyone is going to be giving away swag as well as special services or like special offers for attendees at the conference. So, you know, getting free sats, uh, getting, getting uh, special rates at exchanges, uh, whatever you want. Like, you know, they're, they're trying to, uh, build trust with you and and earn new customers. So, you know, that's kind of like all these companies' goals. Um, and as you walk through the exhibition hall, all your favorite companies, the next room is on the first floor is going to be a lightning arcade. So, and this whole area was blocked off last year, but this is like, it's a massive room. And the room is going to be full of couches with like video games. Like we're going to have Tony Hawk Pro Skater going on. Um, Satoshi's Games and Zebedee are two of our sponsors and two of the lightning-focused video game developers in the space. Um, and they're going to be uh, like showcasing a lot of the work that they've been doing, and both of which are coming up with really like exclusive special stuff for the conference. Um, so they're going to have like a prominent area inside of there that you can play their games, earn sats, win sats, uh, and there's going to be a bunch of classic video games that are gonna be like retrofitted with uh, the, the little QR scanners. So um, instead of putting a quarter in, you actually pay with a couple sats and then you get to play pinball or Pac-Man or whatever. We had a little bit of this at Bitcoin 2019, but 
now there's a dedicated space for all of this like lightning video game stuff. And then that's also going to be another lounge. So we throughout the venue people just to hang out and like just be with their friends that they you know have from the internet and just talk about bitcoin so like we want to have a lot of everything for everyone you can you know listen to the talks you can hang out with your homies you can go outside and get some great food like we we, we want to have it all at bitcoin 2020 it's definitely not like a normal conference it's definitely more of like a almost like a bitcoin festival it's like a it's like a giant festival meetup and speakers like all in one like I, I'm, there was there were like just like a three or four games and um i ended up playing one of them uh like four or five times uh last year um it's pretty but, cool just like using a lightning wall and bam like yeah it just works yeah it's it's amazing um how do y'all do the do the games are y'all setting up all the games out of curiosity like how are y'all doing the back end on that is that like a btc pay server or something like what is how does that even work yeah, so I mean, and, and there's so much more to talk about, but the venue. But uh, just talk honing in on on how we lightning enable these old video games. Uh, essentially, you know, I have to give a shout out BTC Socialist on Twitter. Uh, his name is Ben. We work with Ben, and he does a bunch. He's like a just a tinker and uh, developer in the lightning space, and he was messing around with the Open Node API a lot last year, and he okay. created the the gadgets that we use. But essentially, it's like a little payment terminal that's connected to OpenNode. And then uh, when someone you know, pays it, it pings the same switch that would get pinged when the quarters hit the switch on these old school games. And it works. And you know, we just rent the <laughs> yeah. games from a normal vendor. And the, you know, we're using the same vendors last year. But the vendor is cool with Ben getting in there and kind of setting it up. So that's uh, awesome. Ben helps us out. The, the vendors are cool. And it just the, the tech works. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be open node this year or if it's going to be BTC pay or what Ben's planning, but last mm -hmm. year was open node and it worked amazing. Open node yeah. is a really cool product. So I was, I was, I was a little bit shocked to be perfectly honest that it didn't fail me. Um, because you know, lightning, um, there was this transition period and I guess it was sort of around 20 Bitcoin, 2019. Like there was, there was this span of months where I realized I kind of shifted from being excited that lightning worked to uh, being disappointed when lightning didn't work. Like, like it kind of shifted from sometimes it worked and that was really great to I'm expecting it to work. And then every once in a while it wouldn't work. And I'd be like, all right, so what went wrong? And, and, and I had realized that I had just gotten used to lightning working and with, uh, and Bitcoin 2019 didn't fail me. That was one of those things that I was just like, hell yeah. Cause I'd gone around and I got like a little open dime and I got, uh, I got a copy of Inventing Bitcoin. Um, I did a whole bunch of stuff while I was there, and I couldn't believe that um, the the wallet and the stuff that I was using, which was all beta and everything was just kind of testing. Everybody was kind of hacking all the shit together, and it worked. I was just like, "This is this is awesome." Um, I'm yeah, excited. I'm I mean, gonna be playing every stupid ass game in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to be a better environment. Like, we, we know the venue now, and we yeah. know how to optimize yeah. it. So I feel like every square inch of that venue is, like, is, is kind of purposefully, purposefully used um, mm -hmm. in the way that we've kind of laid it out, and it's going to be way better than last year. But it's, it's a good thing you're talking about all the swag you got, like uh, inventing Bitcoin in the open dime. After the, the Lightning Arcade is the next room, and this is, there's a lot going on in this next room on the first floor. Mm -hmm. On the right, there's going to be um, our, BTC, our BTC store, 
And inside the BTC store, like we literally have every single book and every single piece of hardware that you could want. And it's all straight directly from the manufacturer straight to us. So this is like, I know there's a stigma against buying or like getting free swag from bend, from like exhibitors at conferences, but this is actually the safest way and most anonymous way to get some of this Bitcoin stuff because Noddle, Ledger, uh, Cold Card, all of these companies, Trezor, literally all of them are shipping us stuff directly from them. It's all like custom engraved and all that stuff. And we are, ta- you know, you can buy it for cash, you can buy it for Bitcoin at the store. So I think there's a really big perk that, you know, we're getting all of this stuff, the Bitbox O2, uh, like we're getting all this stuff there. So that way you can get them without having to, you know, uh, give some provider your, your address or worry about them having your credit card information or anything like that. Wait, you're not going to KYC AML everybody who comes up to the counter? No, we, <laughs> we will not be. I mean, of course, we're taking credit cards. So that kind of loses some of the benefit. But if you do do get you can get pretty much whatever hardware you want um, in a very anonymous and, and, and safe way. Nice. Nice. That's um, exciting. But yeah, so beyond the store, we have uh, we have uh, we have like a whole area. It's going to be another lounge that people can hang out in. And that is going to be dedicated to all the Bitcoin artists. Um, and if you go to Bitcoin2020conference.com. Well, I was going to ask you about that because I'm so, yeah. there's so much stuff. Because there, there was a handful of really great things last year, but sorry to interrupt, but I'm, I'm so excited about all the, the art stuff. Some of it looks amazing. So keep going. Sorry. Dude, yeah. I mean, like there's so many talented artists that are doing like Bitcoin inspired art nowadays. Um, so if you go to Bitcoin2020conference.com, and then you click on the art tab. It's on the main page, just right there in the, in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see every single artist that is working with us. And it's pretty much all your favorites. Uh, Josie, uh, Lucio Paletti, Crypto Graffiti, uh, Tom Brady, Vesa, Crypt, uh, Tommy, who's actually one of ours, uh, Trevor Jones. So everyone that was there last year and more, Fractal and Crypt, there's just like so many incredible artists there. And uh, they're all very excited to kind of make this, this pop. It's almost like a pop-up Bitcoin art gallery inside Bitcoin mm-hmm. 2020. Uh, and you can purchase art from there. They're all going to be selling stickers and smaller things as well as like larger expensive pieces. Uh, so, you know, really there's something there for everyone. And uh, it, it's just going to be a really cool experience. Like the, these artists are some of the most interesting people in the space in general. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's so many, I'm, I'm really excited about see the, uh, uh, Lucho has been doing some killer stuff lately. Um, I need to get a poster or something. Seriously. Dude, his stuff is incredible. Um, and then the, oh, I can't remember the name, but the, the, that huge like clock thing, like the, the Bitcoin, like, uh, it's like laser cut out. Um, it's got sovereignty through mathematics on it. The, it's like fractal. Somebody, I can't remember. It's, the it's fractal and crypt. He'll be there. Yes. Yes, dude. Yes. Fractal I want to see is, that thing in person. That thing looks amazing. His his stuff is just outrageously detailed and huge. It's just like <laughs> every single time I see it, I'm just blown away. All right. So, uh, who are you most excited about for speaking this year? Because we've got there's a lot of new people this year that obviously weren't there last year. Um, a couple of kind of wild cards that I was like, holy shit. Um, but specifically, who are you most uh, as far as attendee or speaker, who, who are you most excited about right now? 
Who do you think is a wild card? Uh, I did not. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about this again in just a second, but Tony Hawk. Okay. Um, yeah. That whole, that whole blew my mind. I, I kind of missed that whole thing. All right, and we'll come back to it. But, but first, who, who are you most excited about? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to just like single out one specific person. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of people that I'm really excited to see. Um, I just think that we put together a really fantastic lineup all together. In general, we have an amazing amount of core contributors that are speaking at the event. And I think that that is like one of the areas of strength. Uh, Amidi Adewar, uh, she's with Zappo and a core contributor. Brian Bishop, core contributor. Christopher Allen. Um, just kind of going down the list, uh, James Hillebrand, Jeremy Rubin, uh, Jimmy Song, John Attack. Like, it just it goes, it, it keeps, keeps going, you know? Uh, it is literally Nick a Sabo. who's who of everybody in, in, in Bitcoin. Yeah, Rockstar Dev, Savely, Stick uh, from Trezor. Like, Wiz, uh, I have to say, Wiz, my, my, my boss Rod is really close with Wiz, and uh, I had no idea that he'd be traveling to sf to come to this event and speak and he just he he did a post on twitter that like isn't it hilarious that tony hawk is speaking next to a cartoon wizard because in in this speaking lineup it's alphabetical so it goes tony hawk then whiz so right next to each other so i mean that's incredible um but yeah i mean i think that in terms of just the the breadth of industry folks as well as being able to um, highlight so many amazing core contributors that, and some of them are just un, like less known. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that most people know who John Attack are, James Hill, um, Hilliard, and you know, not to like say that they're not, you know, doing amazing work and not um, super acknowledged, but at the same time, like they're not the Matt Corrales. Um, so, mm-hmm. it's amazing that we can just highlight, you know, the people that are really working on, on super exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so I, I, I kind of wanted to ask about the whole Tony Hawk thing. Somehow I, I missed this. I didn't know Tony Hawk was into Bitcoin. It wasn't until like you guys announced it and somebody had mentioned it and I kind of thought it was a joke. Um, how did that, do you know the story about how that unfolded? Um, and did you guys reach out to him or did he reach out to you? Like how, how did that unfold? Yeah, so maybe... Eight months ago, eight months ago, Tony Hawk or someone just like some random dude with like a hundred followers posts a chart of <laughs> like a Bitcoin chart, and it's just a beautiful um what what's it called like a, a cupping pattern. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That curve, that that cup it, handle, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just very bullish, right? And he posts that, and this is back when Bitcoin was like four K or something like that. And he was like, "Hey, Tony, would you ride this?" Um, <laughs> And then Tony responds to him and he's like, I've been writing it for the past six years and haven't bailed since. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. He responded. Oh, gee. Yeah. Oh my so, God. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. We have, and we have a connection that was connected to the Tony Hawk Foundation and we worked our, our social network and eventually got in touch with him and worked it out and he's going to be there in full force. Like, the whole crew's going to be there. We have a ramp on the roof. So the roof <laughs> last year had food trucks and a bunch of people, and it was amazing. This year, it's gonna, there's going to be a, a massive bar, uh, but there's going to be a half pipe on the roof, and there's going to be a bunch of pro skaters there just shredding it, and Tony Hawk is going to do a session too. 
so Dude, it's gonna be amazing. it's gonna be outrageous yeah <laughs> that's yeah. so great oh that kills me um but yeah um, i mean his foundation accepts bitcoin so like you like he he you can donate to him in bitcoin um and he's gonna be telling his bitcoin story on stage like uh, i don't know the yeah. details of how it fits into the programming but i think that's the grand scheme or that's the, the master plan that's so cool I'm so excited about this. Um, do you, I'm not sure if anybody has published anything about like what they're actually talking about, um, like what their speeches are. But do you have any idea what uh, Zabo, uh, what Nick is going to be talking about? Do we have a topic on that one yet? Because I'm super curious. Yeah, I think in the next two weeks is when we're going to get out like the next evolution of the agenda. Okay. So okay. at this moment, this is what mid, mid-February, mm-hmm. if you go to program on Bitcoin 2020, uh, there are four kind of high, high, hierarching themes. Uh, so each day is split in two. There's two main days of the conference. Um, so day one in the morning is the Bitcoin ecosystem. So we're talking about the current ecosystem. Okay. Day Day one in the evening is going to be programming money. So talking about BIPs, talking about what's happening with Lightning, talking about um, you know more op, op code, op, uh, you know uh, capabilities, Schnorr, Taproot, mm-hmm. smart contracts, that kind of stuff. Day two in the morning is going to be the future ecosystem and talking about like what what the future holds and and uh, you know like. Is stacking sats like in Bitcoin as like a roar point going to be like the next thing? Is Bitcoin gaming like how is machine and machine payments going to work out? Like kind of looking into the future. And then the end of day two is how Bitcoin changes us. And I think this is my favorite session, but this is really about like the social aspect and kind of like I was talking about the beginning, like what are the implications of mass adoption of hard money and how that changes uh, society on a mass scale? Hell yeah. Dude, what? So, what was Bitcoin twenty nineteen was like seven months ago or something like that? Eight? What, yeah. what, when was it? June. June. End of June. Okay. Okay. Um, how how did this get so much bigger? How did this grow so fast? What What do you think? Like, made this one? I mean, literally, the interest here. Something about Bitcoin twenty twenty is. I mean, maybe it's just the having. You know, maybe maybe it's just the the year, but. Is that what you attest this to? Like, how, how did this kind of explode? Like it is like Bitcoin 2020 is it, you know, like it's the thing that everybody has to get to right now. Um, so I'm curious what your thoughts on that are. Well, I'm very, very honored that you, you think that. And it's, <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> that it's fantastic that that's what the community thinks. Um, you know, I mean, I, I have to say like price having that stuff has huge like the overall sentiment so i i can't say that those aren't a factor but at the Mm -hmm. same time like i just think that bitcoin magazine is is in position to put this event on um we are bitcoiners we're a company of bitcoiners so we we get what bitcoiners want and um i mean i think we have good marketing and a good strategy like our our tickets are much less expensive than a typical conference. You know, the average yeah. conference starts at 200 bucks and ends at like 700 and like tickets are kind of expensive right now, 350, but like let's be honest, if you waited till 30 days, you kind of deserve it. Um because <laughs> you're giving us a lot of stress here. I'm going to be shaming everyone that hasn't bought a ticket yet cuz you give us stress and we know that all you people wait till the end. 
You're welcome. Uh, so you kind of deserve it. But you had an, you had multiple opportunities to buy tickets for twenty dollars and twenty cents. No, I so, did that. Like I was I was yeah. on it. It, it right at the end of last year. Uh, y'all released that. I think I was within minutes of that tweet going out. I was like, there it is. I'm yeah I'm ready to go. So we did it as like a flash sale right after Bitcoin 2019 and a lot of sales through that. And then, but we also like literally had $20, 20, uh, 20 cent tickets for 48 hours again. Um, I believe it was in August. So we, we gave people a lot of opportunities and tickets were a hundred dollars for at least three months. So we tried to make it as, you know, attainable as possible um, for as long as possible. Um, and I think, I mean, I think that that definitely helps with the numbers too, because a lot of people actually got cheap tickets and bought tickets early. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that creates a compounding effect. And now you and all your friends and every podcaster, you know, already has their Bitcoin 2020 tickets and it's been (laughs) on their calendar forever. Um, and they've been getting people hyped about it. Um, honestly, go. (laughs) Yeah. And, and Bitcoin 2018 was just a great event and people had a very good, like multiple people said that like this felt like an OG event Uh, and this had like the excitement that Bitcoin 2013 had in San Jose, which was a legendary event. Uh, Couldn't say I've been there, but that's what I hear. Uh, So, I mean, uh, you know, we did the right things. The timing was right. The brand is right. We embraced Bitcoin's brand. Like uh, the like industry just needed this, right? Like there's a lot of smaller shows and they're fantastic, but the industry needed like someone to put their foot down and just say like, you know, this is about Bitcoin and we're going to get all the Bitcoiners one spot. Nice. Dude, I'm excited. It's like, how, it's, it's towards the end of February. How, how long are we now? It's like the 20, it's towards the end of, we're like a month away. We're like a month and like a week away, right? Dude, 35 days. Oh my God. Dude, you guys are probably in overdrive. How is it over there? Are you just stressing balls like crazy? Are you? <laughs> I mean, not stressed, but a lot of work for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. at this point, like, is it going to be a fantastic event? That's in the bag. It's already guaranteed. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, at this point, it's like, how do we squeeze as much out of this? How do we get as many people to this thing as possible? How do we get as many sponsors as possible? Like, how do we just blow this thing up? Because, you know, we're sitting on, we're, it's gold already. Yeah, we're sitting on it. Nice. Nice. Dude, that's I'm um, I'm so jacked. I'm glad I got you on the show to uh, to actually to break into this um, because uh, get hyped. I get hyped, man. Get hyped. I'm so excited about this. And we got we got like a whole crew. We're all cramming into one place, um, roughly within walking distance. Um, <laughs> yikes! Um, yeah, 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 yikes. Of, take that out. No, just kidding. <laughs> Got to worry about uh, where where booties on the street, you know, <laughs> booties on the sidewalk. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 super excited. And um, is there anything else you wanted to add? I think I'm through my. Li- I'm sure I'll come up with a couple of new questions or things that I'll uh, I'll bug you with on uh, Telegram. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to add just about the conference, about like how people find you, like all that good stuff? Because this is the Bitcoin event. This is like the thing. And I'm, I'm super Jack right prior to the having, this is it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, the having is something definitely worth celebrating. So just excited that we could, we can host that, facilitate that celebration. But yeah, I mean, for everyone that's made it this freaking far in the podcast and listen to us, just talk about a conference, <laughs> you deserve a discount code. So 
you can use code CK, that's CK, for twenty percent off. So uh, you can you can save some sats there and uh, and put them towards uh, your future self. But yeah, Twitter at CK underscore Snarks. You can find the, uh, my podcast at POV Crypto Pod. I'll also be doing a bunch of podcasts on uh, Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, Bitcoin Tina Part 3 drops this Friday. That's going to be fire. I hope you've been listening to it, Guy. Um, I haven't yet. It's in my lineup. I haven't yet. It's in my lineup. I'm sure, dude, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. I know. So, But <laughs> it, it's going to be awesome when you do listen to it. And Part 3 is, like, honestly, I think that this is the ultimate beginner's guide. Uh, uh, Bitcoin Tina on Bitcoin 1 through 4. So nice. uh, I'm proud of it. Bitcoin Tina did an amazing job. And yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just stop shilling and uh, really thankful to be on the show. Like, like I said, guy, I'm a avid listener. Uh, you do a massive service to me because I'm a, very much a listener, not a reader. So you just make so much more stuff accessible to to my lifestyle. So I appreciate you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for everything, man. Uh, it's been it's been great to have an ongoing chat with you, and. Um, it was awesome to meet you. It's it great to meet you, Bitcoin 2019. Like that's, that's, that's where I first really bumped into you. I knew you as CK Snarks. That was it up until then. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. And this is, God, this year's going to be crazy. Um, like I feel it. It's brewing, you know? Like, like, I'm getting, like I'm getting antsy right now. Like just, just thinking about it. I'm getting the texts again from friends. Like, like shit's going down this year. And I'm... I'm excited. We're going to hang out. We're going to drink um, responsibly, irresponsibly, maybe a little bit. And Eat uh, steaks irresponsibly. Eat steaks irresponsibly. We're going to have a good-ass time, man. I will see you there, dude. Can't wait. Hope I made some FOMO for all y'all listening. Show up. Hell yeah. Peace out. Thanks for joining me, man. And that was our chat with CK Snarks of the POV Crypto Pod of Bitcoin Magazine, of BTC Media, and of the Bitcoin 2020 Conference. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget that discount code, CK. That'll give you 20% off. That is an awesome deal. And if you haven't gotten, we are so close, guys. You really got to get your tickets uh, and got to start making preparations. If you put it off, you're going to get in trouble um, uh, like I did last year. Uh, I can't believe I managed it, but you know, somehow things come together. So, uh, don't do what guy did be prepared. All right. And a huge thank you to CK and Bitcoin magazine, BTC media, the whole, the whole crew over there. Let's talk Bitcoin network. Um, uh, these guys are absolutely critical to this space. Um, it truly have just, they've just been an unbelievable resource in every way. Uh, like they're one of the first things that I found and really latched onto in this, in, in the entirety of my Bitcoin history, now nine years running. Um, and uh, they have just always delivered. They've always produced great content. They're such a wonderful resource on information development, um, uh, technical breakdowns of stuff. And they've got some of the best writers in the space, hands down. Uh, so uh, you can't, I can't say enough good things about them. They are a goldmine. So thank you to all of those guys over there um, for everything they have done. Do not forget that discount code CK one last time. And I will put the uh, episode with the, the three-part series with uh, Bitcoin Tina um, in the show notes. Uh, I will link to CK Snark's uh, Twitter and everything so that you can find him easily. And then I will catch you guys back here tomorrow. 
with another episode of The Crypto Economy with Guy Swan. That is me, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. I'm out. I love you all. Until then, take it easy, guys.